This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up, everybody? We are back. The yes. dynamic duo is back on the mics in your ear holes. Thank you so much for coming back to watch the Ajma or watch, listen to watch. the Ajma show. Yeah. My name is Peter Kim. And I'm Unji Kim. And we are your intrepid hosts. Now we are back from a little bit of a break. Yeah. Last week you heard Unji going on a solo rant. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I was uploading and listening to it. I was like, wow, she should have her own show. <laughs> I was like, I don't miss my voice at all. This is great. I'm sure I'm sure most people did because it's like also listening to me laugh at my own jokes. <laughs> I'm like, it sounds better because at least it sounds a, a little bit like I could possibly be laughing at you. But when I'm oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. When you're doing it yourself, you sound crazy. Yeah, and I, you know, it, it could be yeah. argued that you know, I am. There you uh, are. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all feeling a little crazy right now. It's what December, middle of December. It December went by. Boy, boy, boy. Like boy. a breeze. It went by like a breeze, like like a like a piece of you know in dandelion tuft, kind of going through the air. It went that. Yeah. It was just. Effortless. Effortlessly. Like, I, I, I woke up in December 1st. Like, I remember. And yeah. then, but also, like, no, I feel like November was such a slog. The, the election really slowed down time yes. and space for us. Yes. Yeah. It, so, was, uh, it was a rough few. It, it was a, leading up to the election was really rough. December's been going, going along. I think because of the election and... The days and days and days it took to certify, and we'll get into that in topics, but oh because of all that, I think December's like starting to move along. And, you know, this Christmas is feeling weird, right? Like Bizarre. Bizarre. I, and if you guys are out there feeling like, I'm depressed, this is not the holidays I'm used to, you know, where's my Christmas tree and hot cocoa and people, uh, you know, bundled together and sharing gifts and holiday cheer... Join Decking the fucking the club. Halls. Yeah, join the yeah, fucking club. <laughs> <laughs> like, no one's like. doing it. <laughs> I mean, and also because I love coziness. You know, I love like I love winter, cozy. like bundles. Like I love cozy. Like the light. I love layers upon layers of clothing. <laughs> and just, I love everything <sighs> about like the holidays. Like the, it's, it is just like the lights, the sort of like thrill of like preparing for stuff. Like everyone's kind of also the energy leading yes. up to it. And there's like bits of nostalgia because you go back home and you might run into someone that you used to date or someone you had a really weird fight with yeah. in high school. <laughs> and you feel still feel bad about slapping his glasses off his face. <laughs> okay, that's I have some apology you. writers yeah. to write. <laughs> No, but it is that there's like a level of like ref self reflection that is like innate yeah. to the end, end of the of year. The, yes, yes. You know. Yeah, it feels weird and it feels rough and it's hard. Every day feels the same. Yes. Especially now when 
you know, before Thanksgiving, before Halloween, let's mm-hmm. say, there was there's all these little like holidays and benchmarks to kind of like get you to the next hum, to the next hum, even if yes. you're like hanging out outside. Yes. But now this December, the dark December descends upon us. And now we're in the, you know, in the throes of winter solstice, December 21st, right? Yeah. Darkest day of the year. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we're going to emerge from this victorious soon. But right now it's hard. And I just want to say it's hard for me. It's hard for you. It's hard for all of us. So it's okay to just like go out and scream. Yesterday yeah. I went on a walk in a park. So expansive. There was not many. There was two people around. One old lady with a dog and one other guy doing like Tai Chi. Yeah. And there we were like hundreds of yards apart. So I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. They're, they're so far apart that I'm just going to scream. I'm just going to like stretch and scream and get the Han out. Get the anger out. The frustration. So wait, you, just, you screamed? By yourself. By yourself. By myself. Outside. Outside at a park. At a park. Yeah. And I screamed so loud. I thought I was far enough, but I screamed so loud that the lady with the dog turned around and she was like, oh my God. What's good? I think she was like afraid that I was getting like hurt or like killed or murdered or whatever. Right. And I felt so bad, but I also was like, I wish you weren't here. I want to scream. Yeah. I need to exert this energy. And what it is, is what I used to do in, when I was young. I used to go to Dorebang. Yeah. I used to just fucking sing the shit out of these songs, yeah. these sad, big operatic songs. Yeah. And that would be the processing of emotions. I would get to get it out. But God damn it, there's no way to fucking do it anymore. You can't go into a Dorebang. You can't go into a Dorebang. You can't, go to Dorebang. You can't, you can't even. Because the thing is, like, even if you did go into a Nodabang, it wouldn't feel as good because you need to have your mask on. You need to scream full-throated. You need to feel the specks of spit come out of your mouth. (sighs) It needs to feel, you need to feel dry. You need to feel spent. Yes. From the exertion. Exactly. Exactly. I miss that. It's weird. It's weird that the other, like, American, because, you know, like, in Korea, there's, like, like, solo Nodabangs, like, little booths that you can go in. Like just by yourself in like a fo- like a phone booth. I wonder why that's not popular here. <laughs> I don't know. That is interesting, huh? Because you should like, be able yeah. to. I would because love that. I would love that. And also, it's the it's a reaction to a culture that has a lot of stress. Yeah. And like not like a viable means of expressing it. And it's that's also- true. Koreans don't have a lot of ways to express stress. Yes. Or to like to uh, what is it? Uh, De stress. And yeah, and process ups- like yes. being upset, and it's yeah. and therapy is expensive. This is like a relatively, you know, it's because it it makes sense. Like if you could yeah. pay ten bucks to do like three songs and just scream oh, in a room, um, I would gladly pay ten bucks, especially if the acoustics are great and I sound amazing. Oh my god! There's nothing better than you singing into a Dorebang mic and yeah. the acoustic. The sound is so good that you're like, damn, should I start? Should I become a singer? That's what like every Korean believes. Cause you know, because we grew up on Dorebang karaoke so much that like we know how to like be in tune. We know how to like follow a song. We know how to because we want that pick jump, you know, at the end. We want the (laughs) Tage media at the end, like ding 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 ding. Yeah, it's all the rhythmic we want clapping. That digital validation. Yeah. Yes. Rhythmic capping. Doesn't matter where the, because the beat's always on one, 
four, one. <laughs> like, you know, it's yeah. just always a steady. It doesn't matter what the song is. I mean, I, I, I think that I was, I was just talking about this with like, I feel like white families suffer. Like sometimes like really like there's something about Korean people and fam- Korean families. Like the fact that we all do Norebang together and like do mm-hmm. karaoke machines at each other's houses and stuff. Like, yes. It does like it's like a weird connection thing. Like you're watching each other, you're watching each other perform, and it's yeah, you're clapping for each other, you're cheering yeah. for each other. Sometimes if you really love a song and there's two mics, you might want to jump in on the harmony. Yes, there's nothing more connecting and intimate than hitting the correct harmony and you sounding beautiful with another human being. <laughs> there's nothing more beautiful than that. I'm sorry. Try to find me anything more better than that. Come on. I mean, I think sex is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> sure, 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 sure. If you like that stuff. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> oh my god! But it is something. Yeah, stress like, relief is important right now. Because I would like, no matter how um, annoyed or like, like I would like how kichane like you find another member of your family. At yeah. a certain point, you will be singing together and clapping hands together. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the inherent difference I think between Korean families and Western families is that Korean families we fight big and we love big. Mm. It's kind of like Italians, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you're like East Coast Italians. They're running up and down, like screaming at each other and yeah. being like "fuck you, fuck you," da da da. And then later, you know, you share a big bowl of pasta together and you're like. <laughs> having a great time getting drunk and I don't know is that too racist uh, minimalizing the experience of Italian American culture I recently I recently texted Jack I was like is there a la- Italian last name pepperoni and she just texted back that is actually racist <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's actually possible but yeah sure 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 whatever you think is offensive <laughs> but I was just like because sometimes when she tells me like the last names of her friends from like the east coast like all these italian names i was telling her i was like yeah. i just hear when you tell me these names all i hear is tortellini tortellini tortellini, tortellini, tortellini. <laughs> <laughs> like i don't like i yeah, can't it's, all I can't, it's yeah. a very there's a lot of vowels yeah. there's a lot of syllables and it's all beautiful yeah, it's a very sing-songy yeah beautiful yeah. gorgeous language i mean there's no pasta <laughs> there's no pasta name that is not beautiful linguine fettuccine i've never like, been given a pasta that I didn't find the name beautiful or the taste delicious. I mean, the the most seductive, beautiful food. I would maybe maybe in the world. I mean, I don't know. I like kimchi a lot too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I want to go to a, like I want to go to like a rage room. Yeah. Did you see that episode of Def U? Yes. Where the two she girls go to the roof the, and start yes. smashing things and that you see so the good. pure joy in her face. My heart like dropped when I saw her. I was like, oh my God, I want that. <laughs> I want that so bad. To be able to watch something shatter like that is extremely oh. satisfying. Like when you want it to shatter, like I've broken yes. a lot of things by mistake. Let me tell you, it doesn't feel good. Right. But if you were right. like trying to, oh yeah. yeah. Shuna, that's like that's kind of what we want. That's she wanted. Oh, that's what it is. We want a Shuna Nikki. Like that is why even yeah. screaming feels good. It's the reason why. Aigo, like, yeah, we want to feel yeah. fresh. 
or like relief. The thing is, you can't scream anywhere, even in a huge park with not many people around you. You can't really scream because of social norms. Yeah. You can't and scream in your house. Your neighbors ad. will hear you. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually our ad for Rage Ra- Rage Norebang's rooms coming to a city near you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, you know what I'm gonna do? I might set up my mobile booth today. Yeah. You know that little like like fucking cave that I stick my head into do uh-huh. my recordings. I might go in, set that up, and just scream in there for five minutes. Yeah, that sounds great. I, th- I bet that would feel good. Does it muffle sound too? Yeah, yeah. It's like the sides of it, and there's like a thing that flaps over. Uh-huh. It's like the material that you find in like real recording studios that that dampens the sound. Okay. It's like really heavy chun. Like uh-huh. the material yeah, is yeah. like yeah, yeah. I would love to I see what ha- yeah. I would love to hear what your uh, Trump loving neighbor has to say about this. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's hard being back in LA after a week in Sedona. Yeah, tell, tell me that. about it. Tell me about it. How was the trip? How it was like the whole event? I mean, one, it was your birthday. It was gorgeous. Yeah, it was my birthday. It was you know five nights. I haven't done five nights in a place in maybe for in the sense of you know going to Europe but like five nights in an Airbnb that felt luxurious yeah it felt like because like the first day first night you're driving all night so you get there and you're like tired and judging the yeah. and then the next day you're like okay I'm into it and it takes about a few days to kind of like settle into a space and energy and then by the fifth night we we were so happy that we had decided to stay so long because you really like set into the groove of a new city especially something like Sedona where it's a completely unique groove in itself it's supposed to be a special place psychically like in terms of psychically special place yeah it really opened us up and we became like plus the the place was so sunny you had such great light there were skylights everywhere we were like just buttressed by these buttes and these mesas buttressed by buttes (laughs) coming to audible (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it was, and they, 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 Eric took me to this place. It, called, it was called an energy vortex, where you like yes, go and you know you've heard of this. There's like different energy vortexes there, where like the confluence of positive energy or whatever yes. is huge there, and you go there and you, you. I just felt so at peace, and I got so much writing done. Especially because, like, kudos to my partner who really stepped his pussy up and made some amazing meals and made sure that I was fed and, you know, like, doing the damn thing for yeah. me. And well, how lucky that I get to do that. And, you know, it was, it was a writer's retreat, so I wrote everything off. Yeah. As, as expensive because expensive, yeah. I, I had to write. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So I ended up um, writing a bunch of I, – I wrote the whole second draft of my Disney show. Uh, not mine. Ah! Our Disney show, yeah. me and Steve's, and uh, so finished that. Sent it off, feeling good. We were f- freaking out about page count because we, <laughs> we originally our first draft was fifty eight pages. Oh wow! Uh, and uh, they were like, "Yeah, we need this at forty six And yeah. I was like, "How am I going to cut twelve <laughs> pages?" <laughs> Turns out you can if you just write efficiently. Okay. So. <laughs> I don't know what that's like. So, <laughs> yeah, me neither. I had to learn. I, 
I'm the most like I take the longest route. I do the most, but that's what drafts are for. You you yeah. go extra long, and then you cut 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 cut. So it was such a beautiful thing. I did the three 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 method. So I woke up and uh, did my little morning yoga and you know coffee ritual, the thing I've been doing, and then I sit down from nine to twelve. Three no hours? breaks. Three hours Wait, of writing. Three hours of click clacking. Huh? Three hours of just click clacking. Click clacking. No searching on the internet. None of that. All right. Just if anything, I'm going on the internet. I'm going to straight click clacking. If anything, I'm only going on the internet to make sure something is spelled right. Or is this the right meaning of it or whatever? I'm not going on to Facebook or Twitter or that, 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 that news. I don't give a fuck. I didn't even look at the news once while I was in Sedona. I was like, the earth will be here when I get back. You didn't, and, you, you did not scroll on Instagram. You didn't need to know what recipes people are making right now. No, nothing. I didn't need nothing. I honestly did not. I really didn't even look at the news because I was like, I have work to do. So I sat down. I was oblivious. I turned my text off too. I was like, I don't want notifications. And from nine to 12, I worked. And let me tell you, once I got into the groove of nine to 12, when 11.55 came around, I didn't want to leave. I was like, I have more to do. And, you know, but I I know. Crazy. And I never behave like that. Yeah. I'm the laziest person in the world. I mean, I call myself a writer. It's because I hate to write. (laughs) <laughs> that's what we all have in common yeah <laughs> that's wild so nine so to i 12. did nine to 12 and then i forced a break from 12 to 3 yeah um doing lunch going on hikes uh-huh. shopping for some crystals whatever whatever always i always gotta get some crystals always be i gotta get some crystals yeah <laughs> <laughs> always be crystalline yeah um got some new crystals and i and then from three to six i would sit back down and do three more hours of work three and more hours six, of sh- three so six hours a day wait so it's three hours of click clacking three, three three yeah three three clack, hours of rest play uh-huh three more hours of click clack clacking yeah click clack and you don't look back yes ma'am i'm talking about six hours of day of work and i got this from who did i get this from i was listening to a podcast someone was telling me they did this and i was like i've always wanted to do this because they were like it was like a celeb or someone um it was a comedian i forget who it was but she was like i had a pad to write and i just went away um to santa barbara got a beautiful view me and my friend, I think it was Casey Wilson and her friend or something, but they went away and they did the three, three, three. They had three hours and then they gave themselves three hours of play and lunchtime and then three hours and they would, and then after the three, six o'clock, they would not open their laptop. They would enjoy Santa Barbara, go out for some drinks, some wine, talk about what they wrote, give each other notes, blah, blah. And the next day rinse and repeat. And I'll, let me tell you, it fucking worked. I put 30 hours into a script and I am happy about what I wrote. That never happens. My, 30 I, hours. I, my, it looks like my face is frozen on the screen. <laughs> Wait, like you like it? You liked what you wrote? <laughs> I love it. I'm like obsessed with it. 
So when you say straight Literally, clean- I sent it off to the executive and I was like, had a blast writing it. Looking forward to your thoughts. <laughs> That's actually obnoxious, Peter. Actually, I'm okay. sorry. I had a blast writing it. Okay. I really did. I Delete, got into email, the characters. Unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, yeah, yeah. I, I found a new groove. If I would call it Sedona, call it whatever you think it is. But God, it feels good to like, you know what it is? I think I'm going to posit something. Posit. I think because comedians, mm-hmm. especially you and me, Mm-hmm. We tend to err on laziness and last minuteness, yes, and push to the fireness, yes, right. So that when we get it done, because you know our fucking crazy ass mothers in our own heads will kick in and be like, yeah, but it could not you know, and then you're like, yeah, and you go, oh, and yeah, you yeah. work your fucking eyeballs off. Mm-hmm. You drink a fifth of whiskey, yeah, and you you hand in whatever your pages, right? And yeah. You're like done, and I and for me at least, my that that behavior I've always said like, oh, all creatives are like that, blah blah. But at the end of the day, it's because I don't, I don't a I don't have discipline, and b if I do things at the last minute. It, it, it being bad is obvious right you justify failure right. exactly mm-hmm. you fail and you go well i did it last minute yeah i didn't really even study so for the you're test. giving yourself a reason to yeah. fail i didn't really yes. study anyway it's okay if i get a b i yeah. only i just That's started exactly I, yeah i didn't get to read all of yeah. it you know i still stayed up all night trying to learn what uh-huh. i did but, you know, it's okay, but I had, right. I had to stay up all night, and I also didn't right. even try in the class. <laughs> right. And you and I are good at what we do, so at least good enough, so that when pushed to the fire and we do it last minute, it comes out as a B. Yeah, and I finished it. Excuse me? I did yeah. hand it in. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, we look around and we're like, look at these bitches who are studying all day and got a C plus. Come on. I'm better than that. C? That's what, like... Yeah. <laughs> no, I understand. But wait, wait. what I realized, yeah. what I realized is that because I forced myself to have structure, mm. and because no matter what, I had six hours a day of uninterrupted work, uh-huh. that I became more satisfied with the work. Yeah, Tedane, I'm really impressed with you. <laughs> Like, I'm like, actually, you're like an alien to me. I don't even, wow. Wait, so, okay, so when you're writing the three hours, and then at what yeah. point did you go start going? Because, I mean, the thing about it is you're you're click-clacking at a certain point for three hours. You could type out, what, like 20 pages or something or like 10, 5, 10 pages. Are you, the next three hours, editing the th- first three hours, the stuff that you wrote in the first well, three hours, you know, or are you doing that later? It actually depends because... The stage we're at, we're on second draft. So we were only editing. So I'm editing for three hours, blah, 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 and then three hours. But one of the days I had to take time out and work on a different thing Mm -hmm. because something was pressing. So I ended up writing for three hours at the top of that day. On my birthday, actually, on, on Tuesday, yeah. What a gift. <laughs> yeah, they called me and they were like, sorry to bother on your birthday, but we need this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but it was because I was already in the groove. It's all inertia. I really do think is that the inertia of not moving causes me to not move. 
and therefore says, okay, well, I can't work because I'm not moving. But when I'm because and and because I'm again, this is really hard if you're in your own home. I think if you're in a beautiful Airbnb for five nights in a psychically charged place like Sedona, <laughs> it's easy to work because you're already thinking of it as something special and not right. like an everyday slog, right? right? You're saying this is purposeful. I have driven eight hours out of my day to rent this place, to be in this place, to write. So if I do not write, what a fucking piece of shit I am. You know, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that to myself, but I, I, I would, if I wasted my days in Sedona on a writer's retreat, yeah, I'd be like, what the fuck did I do? I have actual work to get done. And because I structured myself, I got done earlier than I thought. Seriously? I got done. I, yeah. Early. Okay. So I anyway, I might even. <laughs> Three, three, okay. <laughs> three, three, three. I'm writing it down. Three hours. I can't believe I can't believe the three hours straight click clack. That's crazy to me. You okay. could do two, two, two if you need. It doesn't matter as long as you, you could do one, one, one. As long as you give yourself the specific structure. This kind of goes back to like super pomodoros. Yeah. And and again, this is what works for me and how my brain is wired so this might not work for you guys uh, try it out if it works let us know in the comments uh, you know re review our show whatever but <laughs> this is what works for me yeah because my brain works in math in compartmentalization yeah i need to put things into neat little groups or else it's a jumbled mess so try it out try it out give yourself a and the break in between is crucial yeah, absolutely crucial. You can't try to do like mass hours of work without break because then it starts to feel like work. Yes. And, and it's a drain sucks. and you're like squeezing water out of a rock. Um, yeah. I've been trying but dry to dry rag. I try. Rag. I mean, I've been trying to get myself charged. You were in a place that charged you psychically in Sedona. Yes. You guys look yeah. it up. It's a very, very special, beautiful place. It's like that high desert shit that's like. It's it's crazy. I've driven through. I mean, that's a part of the country where I'm just like. It's another world. It's another it's, world. It looks like Mars. Yes, and you yeah. do. It's like um, I've, I think we've talked about it here before. How special the it's like the ocean of Earth. Like it's the expansiveness uh, really makes yeah. brings like a level of spirituality to almost all of your thoughts. Like you know, it's like standing yeah. in front of an ocean. You know, it, it, the vastness yeah. really brings in like larger questions to your mind. Um, but I've been trying yeah. to conjure this up because, you know, I'm in a slog. I'm in Chicago. Mm -hmm. It's dark. Mm -hmm. It's cold. Mm -hmm. It's it's bad. COVID wise. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just like <laughs> this shit is a slog, baby. And it's been for quite some time. And we don't have I don't have we don't have as much access to outdoor time due to it, the right. weather. <laughs> so um, I was talking to my friend and uh, listener to the of the pod, Jen Jackson. And we were just, she was like, go for long walks, no music. This was a revelation to me. The no huh. music. No music? Yes. Okay. Why? So that you are forced with your own thoughts? And you're really letting shit fly. Because the thing is, like, it's sort of like why a lot of good ideas happen in the shower. It's ah, the silence. Yes, yes, yes. It's the silence and you're doing something menial with your hands. Same thing with walking. <clears throat> if you are listening to something, it 
the sound will push your thinking in a certain way or you'll even just focus on the beats and the sound of the music ah. itself you know or like if it feels like you're in a movie then you start thinking about yourself in some kind of movie like it's you start yeah. to layer and put on versions you're not letting your mind just wander that's really what you need to do so i love that walk no music and straight up just reading fiction just incredible that. yeah no again Good. no so, music how, how has it been working i did Are you it getting twice. some clarity <laughs> i did it twice and yes it has helped it has helped okay. like in just yeah. in terms of like you know like little bits like little ideas and like you know how you have to kind of get you have to learn to trust your voice again like yes. that your gut yeah and and not apply any sort of like this is what it needs to be and now i need to use it for this project it's just like i this is good and then organically being able to trust that and take it into a place that doesn't feel forced mm -hmm. that you don't feel panicked about and that there's no anxiety yeah. surrounding oh my god the panic <laughs> the anxiety the panic oh i you know we're feeling it all the time because of covid and to be able to have a respite from that for a week was magic. And I highly recommend anyone who is able to just just go. You don't have to go that far to Sedona. Yeah. Anywhere that looks different and makes you feel humble, small. Oh. You know, like, yeah, because we don't go to church anymore. That's right. You know, we used to have church for that kind of stuff where you go, you commune, you look up at a gigantic fucking ceiling Reflect, with these. Yeah. It, yeah and, and feel how small you are compared. And that's the point of these cathedrals, right? Like to make you feel the presence of God and how how much of a little ant you are. But mm -hmm. we need that and we need the sense of, quote, God or bigger bigger than you bigger than thou because i think the sickness of panic and anxiety comes with ego and all we have is ego because all we do is just hang out and think about our own lives and how awful it is <laughs> we never know you know we don't have any fucking perspective we're stuck in this goddamn house my house i love yeah but, you know thank like, you very much yeah. for this home i i appreciate i'm grateful it. for the yeah. i'm grateful for the home it's yeah. we have a water feature that is shared <laughs> that is shared <laughs> yeah do do and if you do go to church yeah let us know how it's been going and how god's been talking to you or whoever it is and you know i i think i'm missing that and that's what spirituality is is this sense of like connection and belonging and community and smallness that ever since i turned from christianity i just haven't refilled with anything else i right. kind of did with improv <laughs> but <laughs> ugh, i'm gonna throw up I stop know. <laughs> okay, unsubscribe again. Yes, yes. Why do I Resubscribe just to unsubscribe. Yeah, like why am I getting this email again? I mean, <laughs> I I I 100% agree. Like it is there's something about this thing that we are lacking that we yeah. seek in whether or not it's Amazon purchases, you know, <laughs> wealth, you know, yeah. exercise peloton um we're yeah. all looking for something to fill those holes and the, and that and the thing about 
quarantine that those holes become undeniable. You cannot escape that gaping <sighs> yeah. hole. You know, uh, like that donkomo of your hole, <laughs> of your heart. Yeah. <laughs> is gaping. And yes. it becomes undeniable. And, and so there is like there is that is a benefit to quarantine. I think a lot of people have like come had these like moments where it's like we've and we talked about it a lot on this pod. It's like, what do we actually want? What's been interesting is that like as we close out the year. Yeah. Right. Like I wonder for all, many of us how close we are to either accepting what we want and having started to work towards it or how many of us have gone back and retreated to like covering up the hole with band-aids. And the thing is there is no right or wrong answer there because it is pandemic. And if some people you can't fucking deal with the hole, honey, I'm with you. I don't want to even look at the hole. This is unprecedented times. Yes. Like I'm not, I'm I'm sitting next to the grand Canyon, baby. Like I'm not even (laughs) looking over there. Nothing to see over there. (laughs) Like I'm not even trying I, I, you know, like it's just, I, I think there's no right or wrong answer, but I think that's there part isn't. of, yeah, there isn't. Yeah. I mean, you can be as, however you need to cope, just do it. Survive. Just, yeah, just do your best. And if your best is your worst, so be it, man. Like shit's fucking bad right now. <laughs> Give yourself a break. All right. And be, okay. I, I just want to talk about one last thing before we go um to the next segment i know we're going a little long but you yeah. and i haven't caught up in a while i know i know i know um okay so this is unrelated but quickly i'm going to show you this my friend benda our friend benda got me this Ooh, okay wanderers tarot. tarot yeah so i've been pulling i've been learning about tarot and reading about tarot and pulling a card a day as a way to be more connected to my inside world outside world okay anyway and you're, you're like you're interestingly stepping into enough, your full, you're stepping into your full witch self. Full, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a one hundred percent witchery. Yeah. Uh, in the Kim house right now, but what actually, interestingly enough, the two books that I bought talk about how tarot is not about psychic powers mm-hmm. or predicting the future. It's actually more analytical and boring than that. And what it really is, is what what you're trying to do as a seeker or reader of the tarot cards is to leave, consciously leave space to reflect upon whatever you're dealing with via the images of the cards, right? So it is, it's basically going to church or therapy or whatever it is. But you're just doing it through self-reflection and cards and you're ruminating upon like what this means. Why did this card come out? What is it saying about my internal struggle, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Anyway, I say that because recently I had a moment with my partner where he's going through a hard time Mm -hmm. emotionally and I'm... I'm finding myself not at the capacity to be kind. We've okay. talked about this before. Yeah, yeah. This issue. And, you know, my first reaction, very typical Korean reaction is like, 성질라. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fix it. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to fucking deal with it. Fix it. Get it yeah. out of my face. And I was talking to my friend, Steve, uh, my writing partner. And he goes, um, and he, by the way, uh, side note, he is a new Christian. What do you mean? Not new. new. Old kid? Like he, he, like, not like, you know how like there are people who like grew up in the church and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like he, as an adult, dedicated himself to God. Oh, the zeal of a convert. Yes. Yes. And okay. which I have um, expressed my concerns about and we have had differing opinions on things. But at the end of the day, we love each other. So yeah. we come together. That shit, it's it's that, that, that shit is evangelical, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. It's uh, it is what it is. Okay. Right. We have a difference in how we look at the world. Mm-hmm. But I was talking to him. And I was like, I need some advice, you know, like, uh, I just don't know how to fucking deal with this, you know? And he, he was like, um, you know, what, the things you say to him, the way you react to him, is it possible that you are reacting like your dad reacted to you? Because all we really are, are just replaying the same thing, the same roles, the same mm-hmm. dynamics from our parent to child over and over again to everyone we meet. Yes. And I was like, oh, you're right. My dad was exactly like this. Short-tempered. I don't want to deal with your emotions. I don't want to deal with this. Get it out of my face. You know, fix it. Instead of being kind and being gracious patient. and leaving, yeah. patient and yeah. be loving and empathetic. And because he was hurt too, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I was like, yeah, you're right. You know, I, I know that. And I've been trying to work on it, honestly. And I've been doing this like, posthumous ghost dad talking thing i think i talked about on the podcast where i had such a bad experience with my dad growing up we did not get along and he was very violent and angry and you know he was very typically korean man angry and after he died i never i I, you know before he died i never had a chance to reconcile or to close that gaping donkumong in my heart I never had a chance, you yeah. know? So as an adult in his 30s, yeah. late 30s, I am now um, <clears throat> taking the time out to when I'm gardening or when I see something beautiful or when yeah. I'm in a good mood, a good place, energetically, I call upon my dad. I go, hey, Appa, like, look at this plant. Like, isn't yeah. it acting weird? Or like, oh, you go, yeah. and I would like talk to my dad and like, try to rewire those bad memories, those bad grooves, you know? Yeah. At least if I can't fix the thing, I could make something posthumously nice and yeah, make, loving. Yeah, make new memories. New memories yeah. in death. Yes. Right? Because at the end of the day, memories are m- me, my yes. brain, and how I process. He has nothing to do with them at the end of the day, right? So, like... Mm-hmm. I started doing that and I told him, I like, you know, Steve, I've been trying this thing and I thought it was working, but I guess it's not. And he was like, oh, that's very interesting. Um, So when you talk to your dad, how does he respond? And I was like, (laughs) what? (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't respond. Yeah. And he was like, oh, okay. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I just talk at him. And he goes, yeah. Maybe you should hear him. Yeah. Maybe you should leave space for him to respond. 
And then I just started crying. Yeah. <laughs> and I started like, I broke down. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. What do you mean? <laughs> and I started like, like losing it. Yeah. And what I realized was that I never let my dad respond because I don't, I don't know how to hear him being loving, him being kind, him being patient. So now, and then, so I was like, that's such a fucking breakthrough, Steve. And he was like, yeah, maybe if you hear him being kind, which is your voice, right? being kind to yourself right. and patient to yourself, if you could hear those things, maybe you could speak those things to your partner. So <sighs> you can't give something you don't get. Right. So get it first so that you can give it. And I was like, well, what oh my god and he was like yeah it's interesting you say that because you know the thing you do with your dead dad is what i do with god and that's who i talk to and god is the one who is all loving and all patient and Mm -hmm. telling me i'm good telling me i'm worthy telling me i'm you know all these things that i never heard from my own human parents right i get from god and they're alive yeah (laughs) no i mean the way that he was talking about this is very much like how religious people talk to their their spiritual like their deities their deities i mean and even because it's like you know they when people talk about their personal relationship with god this is sort of it right like this conversation they're willing to have with and that's the that's that's what is good about religion i never girl I grew up in the church and I heard that personal relationship with Jesus my whole life and it never clicked to me that I could hear God talk back I never left room but yeah it requires a quiet (laughs) mind like (laughs) I mean I like I get it I get it that's like that's like that's so profound I mean the way like that when he was asking you to like hear I was like, oh, this bitch is good with God. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, that's, that's, yeah. I was like, oh, wow. I am blocking myself from hearing kindness from a fake hypothetical ghost dad that I made up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, if I'm willing to go that far as a mental gymnast, yeah. a spiritual gymnast to hear, to talk to my dad, why have I not been hearing him? I mean, and that's the big issue. Big, big, big. But I mean, what he's saying is like, I've said this about being a parent. It's like, you can't give your child anything that you don't yeah. have. Yeah. You can't give your partner or express in love anything that you can't give to yourself. Right. You know, like I've, I've found this with my husband. You know, we've talked about the same, literally this exact same difficulty about being patient and being kind and like I found this with my son like getting frustrated with him like you know I'll never forget the way that my mom's middle finger would tap a piece of like paper like yeah you go way mula like just like the way that she would tap with yeah. her middle finger on a piece of paper or like flick me yeah, flick like your that, forehead yeah like that middle finger means so much like in terms of menacingness <laughs> right <laughs> and I found myself doing that when I was trying to help my son read wow. and I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, Oh wait, this is because the thing is we both, because our like is 급해. 급해. 
Yes. And so like we can't even have patience for ourselves. Yes. And so if we can't, and I think also both of us are obsessed with um, justice. Yeah. <laughs> That's so crazy that you said that because when I, okay, back to the tarot card for yeah. a second. When I ask the tarot cards, so the whole process, like you ask the cards a question and what you're dealing with and you, you know, ask for guidance. And the card I pulled was justice. I kid you not. And when I pulled justice, this ties back to the Steve thing, is that I thought, oh, my partner needs justice. This is why he's behaving this way. So yeah. I have to provide a way for him to find justice. But after talking to Steve, I told Steve, like, yeah. I pulled this justice card. Yeah. And he was like, no, no, no. You being... um." short with him yeah. and being impatient is you enacting justice on him. Yes. Because you didn't receive the right. kindness. So he, he can't it. receive yeah. it either. It's exactly. zero sum. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, I could not, I like, it broke my brain. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is like something everybody already knows and I'm very slow to the uptake, no, but no, 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 no. I really yeah. did not think of it this way ever, ever. It's, I, it's what's crazy is because I, the way that I've, it's how I've decided to change my own behavior. Like my home life has really in, like in, uh, improved immeasurably in the last, like I would say three months. And it's, uh -huh. It's actually something you said, Peter. It's like this idea of abundance and mm. abundance. And when it's truly flowing, there is no justice there. There is no rhyme mm. or reason or reason why something goes forward or comes back to you. Right. It is simply right. is. And it's coming from a place of love. It's a place of uh, like, that's what abundance. And with yeah. that in place, I started putting that out. And all of a sudden it was coming back in a way that, cause I wasn't demanding justice. I wasn't demanding a tip for a tat. I'm giving you this, right. I'm giving you right. this amount of love and patience. Where's mine. Mm -hmm. And the second yeah. you ask, where's yours? It's the end of that. It's over. It's, it's over. over. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So like the, the, yeah. but both of us, I fight that because you, you and I are both obsessed with that. Justice. Like obsessed, Ven driven by vengeance. vengeance. We talk about it all the all time. The like it is the defining motivator, you know? You know what? I don't know if yeah. you think about this too, but I, so I had this whole conversation with Eric and I told him about my breakdown and the tarot and talking to Steve and That's we crazy. cried and mm -hmm. had the whole thing. And I get, I showed him the justice card and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I, I, I do this to you. And he was like, it's okay. You know, like you're, the fact that you're even like getting to this point because he's telling me he needs kindness and I'm, I, I was telling him got not left, you know, like <laughs> I, <laughs> come back tomorrow. We're all out. <laughs> <laughs> We're all out. Sold out. So, and I was telling him like, okay, I understand that I have to start hearing my own kindness or being kind to myself or seeking kindness, mm -hmm. self-driven abundance so that I can give to others. I now know what my goal and my quest is, which is number one, right? Number two, my immediate fear is, and this is what Mark Maron talks about, about your mental health yeah. and why some people don't get treatment for mental health, 
artists, specifically comedians, because I'm afraid that if I let go of this driven by vengeance, justice thing, that I won't have a sense of humor anymore or I won't have a point of view anymore because that was is what drives me. And that is what makes me so successful is this drive for like mine. I need to get it, blah, blah, you know, and his response was, you have to trust that once you let this thing go that you have that has done you so well yes. as a child of abuse, of immigration, of trauma, you have held this shield and this armor of justice for so long that you you think that's the only thing you can like work with. But once you put that down, you'll see you have a whole array of things. Yeah. I mean, yeah. honey, no. I mean, like, you have so much other... The thing is, I understand why why all of us, children of anything, or trauma, abuse, we have this because it becomes a shield for us to survive. Yeah. Like when you were in a burning house, you need something to protect yeah. you and get out of the fucking house. Right. You're, we're... We're outside of the we're house. Out. We're, we're out. out now. And so now you have we're to in, We're in another town. We're not here. You just can't. You, you know, got to stop running. Like, <laughs> like, I think you can rest. Like, oh, <laughs> I don't, I didn't know how to rest. I didn't, I didn't, I don't, I'm bad at resting. And I don't think you will, even once this goes away, honestly, I don't think you will. Because you, all of this stuff, like vengeance, you have, like, once you let that anger go, you will still have your, I would say, almost... Um, evil level of ambition you will have like, <laughs> you will but don't have- you think that ambition is rooted in justice I had so little I'm coming from so little that I must that I, I must I achieve maybe a little bit but the thing is like that creates that's what creates the panic and urgency and anxiety yeah. I think yeah. you still have ambition irrespective of that I mean, there are people that grew up with very happy homes who are, were rich already, who have no, and they're still ambitious. That's just a thing that lies outside of it. Some people just like, you want to do things. You want to cross shit off lists. You have a gut feeling about stuff. That, those things are also just skills that you've learned. You can't unlearn shit. Like, I mean, I don't know. I've never, you know what, actually you can't. I have, I don't know how to swim, but like, I would say that. (laughs) I'm just saying there's just I guess there's some stuff you but don't need it yeah <laughs> it's like yeah it's like it's always a thrill to go on a boat and so like I <laughs> would say that like in spite of losing what you think is the main motivator, I would say it's actually not at this point Peter you know what it's doing to you <sighs> you've been talking about it with like even the um that like we just the other what was it called an anxiety like uh oh high, high functioning anxiety disorder anxiety. yeah yeah. Like that, when that goes away with what you're perceiving as an urgency to perform and wreak vengeance upon your haters goes away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when that urgency. <laughs> what like happens? Said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing about it is like you, you can still manufacture that. That's what I mean, Michael Jordan did it. Michael Jordan did it every single time. That he I guess went, that's yeah. that's what I'm hoping for is that once that becomes less of a or once I put that down, that I can always pick it up when I need to. 
when it's of use to you. Yeah. Of use. Because right now the armor has melted into my skin. And now there's no semblance of who I am versus the armor. Yeah. You got to let their skin breathe. That's just like not, yeah. that's not good. Like you got to. I'm, I'm chafing. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and it's like, and it's just, you're like, you can't run as fast. You've yeah. gotten to the point where like, yeah. it's actually, you can't run as fast. You can't run as far because you're being weighed it's down. It's holding by me down. Yeah. And, and it's also like, you know, when you talk about, <sighs> it's, it's funny when loving someone the way you love is at odds and co uh, corrosive to loving someone <laughs> <laughs> it's a bitch let me tell you it's a fucking bitch <laughs> yeah that's why i've i've spent so much time alone yeah you know my whole life and i always thought it was because i was picky or i was gay or i was unlovable or whatever but yeah turns out I just don't know how to love. Yeah. It's, uh, what is it? The, of, of mice and men, the way that Lenny like kills the rat that he loves so much mm -hmm. or whatever. That's like, yeah. that's the situation where like, I feel like <laughs> I, I'm like, I feel like I'm loving you. Right. Right. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. like smashing the head of the person I love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the way I love. And if you yeah. can't handle it, Oh, sorry for killing you. Um, <sighs> but I mean, the, the, I think when you truly, it was um, the couple that the house, you know, I got married at the, the couple that owns Berlin's house, like in Michigan. Like it's an oh. old gay couple that owns Berlin, like yeah. the club in Chicago. So I got married at their like country estate in Michigan. Oh. Yeah. And we got, um, we hung out with them all weekend. Um, and they have been together for 25 years. Wow. Yeah. And they got married very recently, like, you know, when it got, was legal. And uh -huh. um, we were, they were telling us about, like, this, their success. You know, like, how they had managed to stay together. Especially, yeah. like, as a gay couple. Also, 25 years, they <clears throat> lived through AIDS. Like, all this stuff. Yeah. And their big thing was that you have you take the person for who they are unconditionally yeah. yes that is hard yeah hard <laughs> that is so hard now and that was really it and the thing is like and he was like and you guys will change and he's like but you still have to take them on yeah yeah and you like have to change they, together yeah because i mean their sexual lives changed because one of them got very sick like had prostate cancer so mm. they had to like their sexual lives irrevocably changed. Yeah. They brought in another person. They like, like everything changed in their lives. And like in a, a 25 years, a long-term relationship, so much changes. Yeah. There will yeah. be an ebb and flow. There will be. So like the only thing is if, 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 if all it is, is like unconditional acceptance and kindness and patience like that feels like a far more reasonable request than somebody being like, I need you to make more money. I need you to, so, you know what yeah. I mean? Like these yeah. things, then kindness, to be asking that of the person you love, that feels, at this point I'm like, that's reasonable. I would have said this was outrageous 10 years ago. <laughs> it feels, it seems unreasonable because I wasn't given to me. 
And that's what I need to get over is that, hey, just because it wasn't given to you doesn't mean that you don't have the capacity for it for someone else. Yes. How do I get to the capacity? I think I have to really start telling myself that I am, I unconditionally love myself. Therefore, it can go elsewhere. And that's... That's a tough conversation. You know, it's, it's a fucking yeah. process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it to get so dark and deep <laughs> during our catch-up, but <laughs> sometimes the episode goes like that. Yeah, yeah, Sometimes yeah. it just happens. Yeah. We just And also, we haven't seen, talked to each other in like uh, two In weeks. a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had to unload. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Okay, we're back and we're going yeah. straight to kick ass Koreans, baby. <laughs> Key! Yeah! <laughs> I'm very excited about my kick ass Korean today. His okay. name is Eric Priest. Mm-hmm. Kansas born, now LA dweller. He is a boxer. Boxer? Boxer. Like a fighter. And let me tell you, this boy is hot. Yeah, okay? I, saw, I saw this. I saw this too. Oh my God. Okay, so here's a little backstory. Fewer than 18 months after moving to Los Angeles, Eric Priest walked into Fortune Gym. So Fortune Gym is very famous because it's owned by Justin Fortune, who is the trainer of Manny Pacquiao, oh. who is problematic, but he's yes. a champion. Yes. And he was so impressed with Eric that uh, he signed on to be his head trainer. And then in less than a year, Eric Priest has fought in two professional fights uh, and both wins by early round TKO. Wow. And this Thursday, tomorrow, or when this comes out, today, when this comes out, Priest is going to be moving on to his third fight of 2020 uh, at Ring City, USA, broadcast on NBC Sports, and he's going to be fighting uh, the Colorado prospect, Angel Mendez. Wow. This guy is a fucking beast, okay? The way his trainer uh, uh, talks about him, he says, when you have speed and power like that, when you have abilities... Wow, he's a nat. He's also naturally moves well. He's very evasive. It's something you can't really teach. It's natural. This guy is uh, a phenom. I mean, twenty two, so this, young. This body is. Sick. Oh my god! I mean, this, doesn't it remind chest... you of um uh what's his name, uh a uh, uh, Brad Pitt from Fight Club? Yes. I mean like that chest lean, tattoo. The chest, chest tattoo. tattoo these... The face, the hair, yeah. the f- full head of hair, the beautiful face. Oh the arms with the Korean flag on it. I know. God, this guy is a fucking sex dream. I mean, yeah, Brad, you're right. Brad Pitt, Fight Club, those cum gutters. Like, this is the, yes. this is the body I'm looking for. This yeah. is the body. Yes, thank he, you. Uh, not to, like, boil it down to a sexual object, but, I oh, mean, this guy's a machine. <laughs> All right, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> He's also a child. He's 22. But... Okay. <clears throat> he said, Priest said, my goal is to make Korean Americans proud, to ah! honor my background and represent both my cultures in and, outs- in and outside the ring. He's half Korean, half white. His okay. dad was a Navy SEAL. I think they met during Korean War or something like that, I'm assuming. And okay. he's from he's from Kansas and he moved to LA and he's just the next big thing. So I'm, I never watch boxing. I don't care for s- s- sports in general, but like fighting sports, 
UFC kind of stuff, I feel it's violent. I don't really care for it. It's the puch the that that sweet science. I am not um interested in it at all. Yeah. Yeah. I like talking yeah. about it. I like reading about boxing because like it's um, you know, just stuff about the human condition and like hand hand to hand combat in abstraction but the reality of it is just so brutal like Ooh. i can't even i can't yeah. even yeah it's hard yeah. yeah but um i would watch for him i but really this, would this boy he has is... is this boy is a body is yeah a body. <laughs> so look him up he's at eric c priest on instagram eric c priest on instagram yeah. let him know yes okay mine is uh she is oh shit i thought we ha i had that up um she it's a woman named linda lee she uh, is a currently a uh the ceo of a very large nonprofit in new york and she just announced that she was going to be running for city council in queens district 23 woo woo yes just announced her uh candidacy on monday and she's a parent to two children She's a full-time presidency of a nonprofit and she will be she would be if she's elected the first Korean American elected to the city council and the first woman to hold this seat, this seat if she was elected. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's insane and tragic. I know that there are, I mean, it's Queens. Like the fact that there isn't, wasn't another Korean American on the city council where all, most of the important legislating kind of happens. Right. Um, she's a second generation Korean American, uh, daughter of small business owners like that that sort of vibe you know mm -hmm. she's not like chibor kind of situation um she's has a six-year-old kid who is she's helping with remote learning also a has a toddler as well and wow. she's a boss and she's running for uh city council i mean come on good for her <laughs> yeah Hashtag wait so she's boss. running for what 2022 midterms 23. uh yeah 2023 yes. no oh, no this okay. queen's district 23 Oh, I see. Um, and she's r running for, yes, 2022. Wow. Okay. So she's already getting started. She has her foot on the ground. She's going around talking to people, knocking yes. on doors. I love it. This is so fucking cool. And this is Queens District 23, which is Bayside Hills, Douglaston. I yeah. mean, Little Neck. These are all places I used to hang out. This is like my hood back in the day. That's very cool. Linda Lee. Kick I ass. mean, this, and we've talked about a couple of other Korean Americans who've decided to run that are come from like places that don't traditionally run for office, right? These are this is like the vanguard that AOC sort of spearheaded. Uh -huh. It's like people that are very competent in their lives, whose the whose realities have been upended by the pandemic, and who have decided to do something. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there's been a couple of people that we've highlighted on the show that for whom this is real and like that is a benefit to this that is yeah. that people are this this pandemic has made how important government is in our lives so blatantly <laughs> clear at this point and now Ooh. people and hopefully competent people are now taking up the reins yeah so kick ass yeah, korean and kick, hell yeah kick ass linda lee i hope you win i'm very excited to um, follow your journey and your, you know, uh, rise to power and rise to, you know, helping the little people and your community. Because this is the type of Koreanness that I like to see. Yeah. Not this like Reagan era fucking small business. Get off my get your government hands off my taxes bullshit. Like, oh come God. on, guys. I don't need that. I don't it's need so that. Um, that golf Ajima. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get yeah. her out of here. I like, don't need that. Yeah. yeah. 
She's All right. Us. Well, thank you so much for listening, guys. It's been a real one. I hope you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we didn't um, uh, take it too far with our uh, catch up, and we did miss the topics. But you know what? These topics will be here next week. So yeah. chill out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.